Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Tomorrow, our ESPN Hockey Night doubleheader starts at the Garden Rangers abs at 8. Then the Golden Knights square off against the Sharks. It's all available on the ESPN app so you can watch from anywhere. And before we start a new hour here, congratulations to Rex Ryan, who this week made his first ever hole-in-one. I hey, see and you. that includes playing putt putt. Like this, I'm, I'm not. This is crazy. What did you hit? 190 is, yards. Hey, hit I like, hit. Like it was 190. Six iron. 190 yards. I hit a pitching wedge as far as you know. No, I hit an old man hybrid. Are you kidding me? Let the Come record. On. Let the record show. There was video. There's so much swearing so on much the video, cussing. we couldn't air it. <laughs> we tried. It would have just I been one long it. bleep. I, I just don't get it. Somebody <laughs> was excited. <I> <laughs> yeah. It wasn't uh, meant for TV, Rex. It might have been a, a Heineken or two in your day. And uh, we are live above the Heineken <laughs> River Deck at Pier 17. We are. Here we go. You know who else needed to get drunk yesterday? Fans of the Green Bay Packers. Here we go. <laughs> Rodgers and the Green. Packers at the Commanders yesterday. Oh, it starts so well, Danny. Here comes Aaron Jones. Yeah, it's a nice drive to open the game for Green Bay, and I love this. A little red zone, play action, slip screen, great start for their offense. So they're up 7-0. Rodgers, eh, the thumb maybe bothers him a little bit, but we'll see. And then here comes Taylor Heineke. The defense makes a play. Yeah, third and five, Devondre Campbell playing linebacker, steps in front of that quick little out route. All of a sudden, 14-3, and you're like, okay, here we go, Green Bay. We're getting right on the road. That's a 63-yard pick six, but... Taylor Heineke did not go away. Here comes Antonio Gibson for the touch. See his eyes when he catches the snap, peaks left, holds the safety, and then Gibson who plays tail back with pass-catching skills Damn. back Damn. in the end zone. Now it's 14-10. Then, R.C., how about this catch from Scary Terry? Everything about this is perfect. This is great coverage by Jair Alexander. The throw drops right over to seven, and what a great catch by Terry McCorn. All right, so it's 17-14, Commanders. Packers third down. Rex, Romeo Dobbs, catch yeah, it. Too easy. Oh, what? He dropped it? Oh, is this the guy you've been bragging about to me, Dano? Are you kidding me? Look at this drop. You just made it personal, Rex. <laughs> Sammy Watkins. Hey, guys. Yeah. So, we're not going to act like that ball wasn't outside low into the right. But, no, I'm not. Okay. But, but catchable. 20-14 to 14 is the score in favor of the Commanders. Fourth and one. Rodgers again. Dobbs again. Dropped again. But, Greeny, this is too many times on these third and fourth down in shorts. They go to these pick plays. Washington obviously ready for it. Great, make that catch. But there's two predictability in those situations. 23-14, Washington. Rodgers goes to the guy you can trust, Aaron Jones. This is also slant flat, which we see way too much right now. Great throw, great catch. 23-21, can Washington run out the clock? That's a question, and the answer is yes. Absolute laser, they can. Ball floats out there. Credit Heineke for making that throw. Great catch by McCoy. Packers are 3-4. and It looks bad. Aaron, what? And I'm wondering if that feels right it does I'm not I'm not worried about this squad in fact this might be the best thing for us uh, this week you know nobody's gonna give us a chance going to Buffalo and Sunday night football the chance to get exposed shoot 
might be the best thing for us. Or not. Uh, Caesars is one <laughs> of the people who don't believe in them. Green Bay is a 10-and-a-half-point yeah. underdog. Aaron Rodgers has never been a double-digit underdog <laughs> before. Why are the Packers so bad? Well, I think there's a lot of reasons. Uh, number one, we already know the obvious one. I told you guys week one. But nobody wants to hear the broken record, but it's facts. What is they it? They can't throw the ball outside. And they're 31st in the league in, in throwing the ball for completions outside the perimeter. So that's one problem. They don't protect the quarterback well. This is a team that we're used to seeing. Of the last three years, they ranked number one in pass protection. Right now, they're 17th. So without protection, without being able to throw the ball outside the numbers, it shrinks your offensive package like crazy. And the fact you don't run the football from, from the dot position or behind the, the uh Behind the quarterback, everything is shotgun, all that stuff. And to me, it's an awful solution. They run the same offense as if Devontae Adams was still there. You know, this feels like watching the Wizards when Jordan came back. You know what I mean? Like Jordan, okay. I mean, listen, and I, I love, jersey. and I love Michael Jordan. No, this was just old Jordan. This is more like 45-year-old okay. Michael Jordan. And when he came back, he was no longer himself, but he could give you that, right? Like he hit eight one game, then he came back and gave you 55. But you knew the people around him couldn't do anything. And right now, that's where Aaron Rodgers is. Aaron Rodgers isn't at a point in his life where he's going to make everybody better. Better. Dobbs has to make some plays. The run game has to get going. You have to protect them defensively you have to play better and so when we're watching this team we keep waiting for Aaron Rodgers to be what he used to be he's not that and so if you don't surround him with players that can at least a little bit elevate him then you have a problem this looks a lot like what Tom Brady looked like to me in 2019 with the New England Patriots a quarterback who was still good a quarterback who could still play but finally needed people and, Dan, how much of this is on the scheme? Because I hear you consistently harping on what you're seeing. What are they doing, in your view, wrong offensively? They're, they look like the Pittsburgh Steelers of last year, where it's like throw and catch, throw and catch, or, or ca- catch a snap and throw. There's such a fear to try to create chunks down the field, you know? Um, their offensive line has no vicious aspect to it. They, they believe as long as they block for a second, the ball is either going to be handed off for an RPO and maybe they'll get three yards or the ball get kicked out to the perimeter. But there's also a reality. We talked about this a little bit last week where one player fails them on a consistent basis and they just all take turns. The problem for Green Bay is it's their best guys. Alan Lazard is one of the best blocking perimeter wide receivers in the league. If he blocks the corner here, this is a walk-in perimeter screen touchdown. Got to do it. Next play, bottom of the screen, Romeo Dobbs. There should be big-time playmaker on the perimeter. Another perimeter screen. If he looks at the ball instead of looking at the dadgum defense, that's a walk-in touchdown to the perimeter. So, like, they take Elton Jenkins, who should be their best offensive lineman. He's not blocking well. Rodgers has been hit so many times. He doesn't trust the pocket. First and 10, he's throwing a swing pass, and it's second and 16 instead of stepping up and hitting Tanya on a stop route. So, like, there's a Rex is right. There's a lot of problems. They have gotten so far from who they are. They have completely lost their identity. I have been saying for weeks, put the quarterback on her center. Marry your run and pass. Allow your offensive lineman to sit there and go, we only got seven guys to block. They got eight on defense. Figure it out, boys. 
Because that's but, how it used to be. Dan, Quickly. Dan, we've all been saying this the entire offseason. This team was going to win with great defense, a run-first approach, and allow Aaron Rodgers to get into the play-action pass and be great when he needed to. Right. We all know it. Matt LaFleur does not know it, and he doesn't seem like he has the ability to accept it, and that's a huge problem for this team play-calling-wise. It's got to be LaFleur and Rodgers, though. We can't be thinking that it's just LaFleur and or just Aaron. It, it's got to be saw, both I saw an offense like this this week, and it was Friday night, University Laboratory High School in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Play. Get in the, they were excellent. You know why? Because they're 14 years old. When <laughs> you get the ball out of your hand in this manner, you're saying you don't trust the people running offense. So it looks like the beginning of the end for a legendary quarterback, and that's not only in one place. Let's go to Carolina yesterday. The Panthers have – their two top quarterbacks are hurt. Their coach just got fired, and they traded away their best player. And then this happened. First series of the game. Dan, what, what happened? Yeah, this is foreshadowing for how the afternoon was going to go for Tampa Bay. It's a post on play action. Mike Evans wide open. He does never, he never does this. Walk-in touchdowns drop. So uh, those things happen. Then the rest of the game is inexplicable. Seven minutes to go in the third. Tampa's down 7 nothing, And this is a fourth down play. This comes after a third and one that they didn't convert. Nobody getting to the second level for blocks. Yeah. Multiple guys there for Carolina to make the tackle. RC, I thought Tampa's defense was great. We did too, but they are not. When you look at this team, the thing that's most telling is they're getting beat physically in the run game. That's not a Todd Bowles defense. They're down two touchdowns, fourth quarter. Again, they have zero points here in the fourth quarter against Carolina. They have to go for it on a fourth down, which they do convert to Russell Gage. So they get a new set of downs, but Dan, they do nothing with it. And they can't block his watch. At the top of the screen, Russell Gage is going to be wide open in the back corner, but Brady doesn't have any time to see him. Burns comes around the edge. Ball gets dirty. Awful protection by Tampa Bay for allowing them to push the ball downfield. And then let's put the game away. P.J. Walker to Tommy Tremble. Yeah, of course. I mean, duh. Household names. Household names. Household names. 21 to 3. I mean, that's that's what happened yesterday. That one should have been picked off green. Should have been the second interception of the game by their secondary. Tampa, Tom, and the Bucks lose. What? No one feels good about where we're at. No one feels good about how we played or what we're doing. So we all got to, we're all in it together, man. We got to go pull ourselves out of it. We have to wear this on our sleeves. They got to be grown men. We're going to see what we're made of, how many people can handle adversity. This is about as dark as it's going to be right now. We have to stand up here and own it and make no excuses. And we just got to start digging. Are the Bucks done? They're done. Uh, they're done. Offensively, this is the worst run game in football. They run the ball way too much, and they live in third down and long, and you ain't good enough anymore, Tampa Bay, with their incredible offensive line perimeter players. My, like We talked about their offense a little bit in the first hour, Greeny, but their defense has also become a major issue, and it's because – they're so undisciplined yeah. defensively. RC knows this and knows this way better than I do. But, like, look at the backs. RC, two guys outside the offensive tackle. One of the guys has to be well, First thing, you have to cross face. Correct. Right. And that's a walk-in. Here's another example. Watch these both. No one's closing the line of scrimmage. Linebacker's way over the top. Now I got a massive cutback lane on the backside. Saw this way too many times yesterday. But... The most important piece of this is they have a quarterback who is su- supposed to go go ahead, do one no more play. No close down the line of scrimmage, RC. Linebackers flowing outside with no vision to the because, because he never read run. I mean, right. Rex knows this. Like, you get to your coverage after you read if you're getting pass or run. And so they're not doing that. The undisciplined play is hurting him, but it's also physicality. 
they aren't as physical up front as we've seen in the last two years. So their defense is not doing what any of us thought their defense could do, and neither is their legendary quarterback. What do you see from Tom Brady right now? Yeah, I, I see. A, I mean, I just see a guy that's 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 going downhill, and unfortunately, I see when he stands up at the podium, I don't I don't recognize him. Like mm. the, the, he's not even looking the same to me. But this is an old and slow football team. Yeah. And on offense, they look it. And I love Mike Evans. I absolutely love Mike Evans. But he looks slower to me also. And they have, they have no suddenness about this group. And, and that's what's missing. Nobody's separating outside of Mike Evans, who is 20 yards open. Right. But literally, <laughs> you don't see the separation that they used to have. They, they, have, they have no juice. And, and that's the thing. It's like the quarterback looks old and slow. All right, we get it. He's 45, but so does the rest of the team. Yeah. They're 31st. Timbo gave me this stat because I'm like, my eyes tell me this team is absolutely slow. He goes, they're 31st in the league. In, in speed. That, in in speed. team speed. And so that's a problem. This right. team looks miserable, yeah. though. Right? Like, like, like when, when you look at the team and when you look at the sidelines, there's sometimes you can watch teams that are struggling and there's some fight, there's some energy, there's somebody on that sideline getting that team to believe that they can win. I'm looking at Tom Brady. Tom Brady doesn't believe this team can win. And that's not a knock on Brady. That's not saying that Tom Brady doesn't want to win. He's seen good football teams. He's seen good play. When he mentioned a few weeks ago that, you know what, I just think it's bad football, I think that came because it started in his building. And now when you listen to Tom Brady talk, there is no enthusiasm. There is no belief. If Tom Brady got on that podium, Right. If Tom Brady got on that podium and said, we are going to fix this. I know that this team has what it takes in the locker room and we are going to find a way. He could lie to me and he could be telling me things that I know aren't true. And I'm going to freaking believe it because it's Tom Brady. Yeah. And see, the difference between Aaron Rodgers on the podium and Tom Brady was night and day. Yep. We still see the, the, the championship fire, the great competitiveness out of Aaron Rodgers. Quite honestly, we see a defeated Tom Brady. The problem is... Rodgers has a bigger problem than Brady does, or at least Brady has a solution, that, which is no one in his division has a winning record. So he has the luxury of some time to figure it out. The Packers are in far worse condition based on Minnesota. But he doesn't want to be the best loser. Yeah, I, I don't care about the division if they, because they're, they're, they don't look like a champion. That's why they're done. Green Bay, Greeny, while they're so frustrating and I want to take my fist when I watch them and pound it through the table, I still think that they can figure it out on offense. All right, let me leave that there for the moment. With so much we haven't gotten to yet, but I promise you we will. Put your feet up. We're going to be busy as we continue. Tua came back, led his team to a win. Is all good in South Beach. Why the Dolphins quarterback had everyone on edge with one moment last night. You need to see it. Meanwhile, there was pinstripe pain in the Bronx. What happened to the Yankees? And what does it mean? We'll tell you next. Watch and get up on ESPN. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. 
Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. If you missed it last night, let's show you the highlights from Sunday Night Football. Tua Tungavailoa making his return. Dolphins, Steelers, opening drive of the game, Jalen Waddle. Yeah, a little bit of an RPO. So much for the defense to look at. Throws it on that back shoulder to Waddle. Waddle is so stupid fast with the ball. And then a few plays later. Watch this green. One, two, three. Not there. Come the pocket. Eyes downfield. Find number right. four, Mostert on the perimeter. 7 nothing Miami early. Next drive, Dolphins to a scrambling. Ryan Clark, he's going to put his head down and run. Do we like it? You know why I like it? Because once you get on the field, you have to let your body take over. Tua Tungvaluwa became the instinctive player that he's always been. And this is what I know. As someone who has been concussed, sometimes you just want to see if you're going to get knocked out again. And so you go out, you make a play, you feel good going what forward now. Let's go. You're 10 nothing in favor of Miami. And meanwhile, Pickett to Pickens. Get used to hearing that. Yeah, the connection's very good. Probably the best when it comes to quarterback to receiver with Pickett and Pickens. Personally, great throw on that back shoulder. Steelers cut it to 13-10. Three minutes left in the fourth quarter, RC. This time, Pickett gets fooled. Listen, right now, you're going to see a little Ralph Larry safety. Rex knows about this. Yes. It's a three-hook. Great play by Javon Holland, who I think is a future star. Kenny Pickett has to recognize the drop down in the defense. But the Steelers would get one more chance. Just over a minute left. Fourth and four. Got to have it for the ball game to fry you. Awesome throw, man coverage yes, is the crosser. You got to put it right on his chest, allow him to go make that catch. Beautiful by Kenny Pickett. But that would set up this second and two at the 25. Pickett. You, do you want him to run here, Green? Like, it's in between. Like, do I have enough to get uh, the first down yardage? There's only 20 seconds. I got to try to get out of bounds. He's trying to force that throw to Deontay Johnson. Doesn't go his way. It's picked off by Noah Igbenogany. It's initially ruled incomplete. They look at it again. He gets the two feet inbounds, and that is all she wrote. Tua winds up 21-35, 261 and a touchdown. Dolphins hold on to win it 16-10. And you said something to me earlier this morning, RC, when we, again, everyone wanting to see Tua and holding your breath yeah. as he puts his head down. But when you're playing football, what do you have to do? Play football. That's the only way to go out and play football is to actually do it, is to understand that if I'm out here, I have to be out here as the full me. Like, we, we don't pay for half a player. You don't draft half a player at number five. You want the Tua Tungvaloa that you fell in love with. And the thing is this about the Miami Dolphins. You can't tell me to a man they don't love this kid. Yeah. When I talked to Raheem Mostert, Mostert last week on the pivot, he said, we believe in him and he changes who we are. And I think last night when you see the energy that this team played with, especially early, I think a large part of that was just having their guy back under system. They haven't lost a game that he played and, right. and, and finished and all the rest of that. How good is Tua? How good are the Look, Dolphins I, I just Tua? think I expected him to be a little rusty. He was. There was three or four balls that yeah, could have been, been intercepted. Mm -hmm. However, they weren't. But – 
I mean, just for him to get back out there, he needed this game. I think he's going to be much better next week and moving forward. So, I agree with you, RC. I love that he put his shoulder down in that moment because you're showing it to your team like, hey, fellas, I'm not bigger and better than you, right? I don't I don't think that you got to protect me. You guys are out there playing as hard as you can, putting yourselves in the line. I'm going to as well. What I will say is this. Moving forward, don't take those hits. I agree you, with that. You know what I'm saying? You can like, do that. Yeah. Like, this one game, because I wanted to see, because last time we saw him, it was scary, right? Like, it was yeah. little outside of football scary. Moving forward, unless it's that one of those third and six and you got to go get that first down situation, I would tell every quarterback, don't take that hit because the reality is you are that one shot away yeah. from totally and, and, changing and the And the team. thing is this, right? If you're – like, Josh Allen does this and we talk about it. So, it's not necessarily right. just because Tua Tungavaloa was right. concussed. We think that quarterbacks need to protect themselves. But I do believe somewhere subconsciously, right, you're thinking, okay – I got to go do it. And I feel while I'm running that people are looking at me. They want to see what I'm going to do. Am I going to slide? Am I going to duck? Do I really Fellas, want to I'm be out one here? Of you. Am I I'm comfortable? You. Yeah. And so yeah, I but, think. But I know what you guys are saying because don't take the unnecessary. Yes. Right. Yes. That's but I the think difference. that. But, but to your, do you agree that that one was like necessary? I agree. Like because yeah. It's, yeah. it's in the moment to say, fellas, I'm, I'm back. I'm here. There's ways of running when you're going to go forward. I, I would always teach to run. Dive. And dr- dive at the okay. ankles. Dive at their ankles, and that'll protect you. The guy, the defender has to, to go. He can't hit you. So dive at their ankles. And everybody talks about sliding and things, but dive at their ankles. You're, you're going forward, dive at the ankles. Dolphins are going to be favored in the next four games. They have the Lions, the Bears, home to the Browns, and then home to the Texans. They're going to be favored in the next four games. Watch out for Miami with a healthy two-up back. Meanwhile... Yankees-Astros last night. Houston playing for a spot in the World Series. The Yankees playing for their season. Aaron Judge hoping that it'll stay alive. Bottom three. Yankees are up 3-0. Nestor Cortez misses outside to Jose Altuve. They're coming out to look at him. Uh, and, and then he would stay in the ballgame later in the at-bat. He misses inside to Altuve for ball four. And that would set up this. Jeremy Pena. Rex. Gone. <laughs> it's a three-run shot from Pena. Ties the game at three, and that would be it for Cortez, his shortest outing of the season. Just two innings, three runs, three walks. They said it was a left groin injury. Bottom six, tied at four. Yankees, season on the line. No one on, two out. Rex, Harrison Bader. Gone! In a hurry. That one is crushed. 5-4 Yankees. Bader hit five home runs in this postseason. So we go to the seven. Astros have a runner on. They got one out. They got Jeremy Pena at the plate. He's going to hit a ball to Gleyber Torres. Rex. Double play easy. What? Except that happens. Torres throws it to no one in particular. IKF can't handle it. First and second, one out. Next batter, Jordan Alvarez. Scary good right here. One of the best young hitters in baseball. Man, oh man, I wouldn't want to pitch this. Ties it up at five. That brings up Alex Bregman, who's been so big in so many postseason moments. And that one as big as it gets. And knocks the run in to take a 6-5 lead for the Astros. And so the Yankee season would come down to this. Appropriately enough, Aaron Judge at the plate. Off one of the great seasons in the history of the sport. Bottom nine, two out in a one-run game. And it's right back to Ryan Presley. And that's it. The Astros are going back to the World Series. They brought the brooms to the Bronx. 6-5 the final. It will be Houston and Philadelphia in the World Series. They play better than us. You know, as simple as it is. You know, they came up with the big hits. Um, pitching staff did their job. You know, played great defense. And that's what it really kind of comes down to.
Have you thought at all about what comes next for you? Uh, not, not at all. Not yet. Not yet. We got, uh, I got, I got plenty of time to figure that out. Now there's going to be hundreds of millions of dollars in that man's future, but the Yankees just couldn't hit. They hit 162 in the series. They're the first team ever to lose five straight LCS appearances. All right, as we continue, Dak back. Cowboys didn't ask too much of him. We'll tell you why that was exactly the right call as we get up with you on a Monday on ESPN. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Back on Get Up, back to the Cowboys. Dak was back and hosting the Lions. Very first Cowboys play of the game. Dan, they're looking to get him in rhythm and a pass to Noah Brown. Yeah, and I like the fact that they boot him out to his left. This is actually a difficult throw that he makes relatively well. I'd love to see Noah Brown make that play, but that's a good play and a good start for Dak. Two plays later, here comes Aiden Hutchinson. This offensive line, I'll remain saying this. You are not built to play in pass protection mode in obvious pass situations. Couldn't block Hutch. Early third quarter, what is Jared Goff doing, RC? He's throwing a punt. Can you throw a punt? <laughs> because that's what it was, and you don't do that to Trayvon Diggs. This is an easy catch for him. This isn't a 50-50 ball. This is 90-10 for seven. Meanwhile, Rex Zeke <laughs> Elliott was back. Yeah, how about that? I thought he was through. That looked like it there. Feed the man. And it, it, give it to him down by the goal line, Danny. Yeah, really good job in the interior of their offensive line, changing the line of scrimmage. You can see Dak get all fired up with the right hand. Fourth quarter. Here's <laughs> where the game was decided. Detroit is right in this game and then this. Watch the people he runs by, though. One, two, three, 
fourth. A lot of people. Michael Parsons runs by to make that play. Is that a lion? I, I, I follow this thing on Instagram, Nature's Metal, where lions chase down prey. That's what it looks like. Let's make clear what happened there. Micah Parsons with the chase down brings Brock Wright down at the one, and then Jamal Williams fumbles, and the Lions don't score. Totally, totally changes the game because the Lions yeah. are about to go up 13-10. That play happens because Micah Parsons' athleticism and effort. And then everything turns. The Cowboys get going finally offensively, and they wind up pulling away and winning. The final score makes it look easy, Dan, but it was not. Yeah, you're right, Greeny. This is a really good drive, though. They get the ball really on the two-yard line there, and they go right down the field, punch it in. And then here we go, a little more ball. defense. Mm. Mm. Sam Williams, mm. you know, when you mm. RC said this before. We've talked about it this season. Within obvious passing situations, when the Cowboys defense knows you're in throw mode, good night. And then, uh, he, just for good measure, he throws the touchdown at the very end of Dalton Schultz, except it isn't. Uh, I had Dalton <laughs> Schultz yesterday. Uh, Did you it, lose? It's Peyton. I lost because of that. <laughs> That's a person named Peyton Hendershot <laughs> catching that touchdown instead of Dalton Schultz, who should have. But one way or another, uh, again, if you didn't watch the game and you just saw the final score, you say, oh, the Cowboys won easily. No, they did not. What did we think of Dak's performance? You know, I thought, I thought it was a first performance back after yeah. not playing for five weeks. I'm going to say this, and I haven't said this today or even talked about it. This was actually good for the Dallas Cowboys. How so? Because if Dak comes back, right, and you automatically return to the number one scoring team in football, which most people thought would happen because they were playing the Detroit Lions, you're like, I knew it. We got it. This team has it all figured out. But now Kellen Moore says, you know what? Nah, I got to go back to the run. I got to make sure Dak is protected. I don't have an offensive line that could just drop straight back. Oh, if now if I'm on defense too, we got ran through a little bit. This game was tough. If Michael Parsons doesn't run down the tight end and we force this fumble, then we're trailing. And so now all of these things happen, and Mike McCarthy and Dan Quinn and Kellen Moore get to go coach this week like they lost the football game. And Rex, you know what that's like. Yeah. It's easier to come in that meeting and you can dog me and you can tell me where I got to be better if I want because now I know coach all right coach you're right I got to get this done we won the game but we can be that much better if we stay on the P's and Q's. oh 100% absolutely if you would have lost that game yeah. now it's a totally you know totally you're not coaching the same way but you're right they, they can learn from this and they need to learn from it but one thing I learned from it Greeny is they got outplayed for three quarters against the, uh, the Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions. Sure. Like, literally got outplayed by the Lions. And then that defense was dead last in the league. So, I mean, Dak Prescott, hey, coming off that thumb, man, I'm telling you, I, I don't expect him to play very well the next game either. So they, th they run the ball for 139 yards. They bring him back slowly. He eventually plays his way back into shape. Which, what? What are you thinking about the Dallas Cowboys now with him returning and he'll work his way back with that thumb? How do they look to you? Big picture in an NFC where a lot of the big boys, Tampa, Green Bay, and others look terrible. Championship caliber defense in an offense that I just don't trust. That's just the reality. And I agree with the philosophy of how they're playing. Quarterback under center, run the football, play action yeah. pass, but it only works if you totally believe Dak is going to be nails on his decision-making. Make the right decision mm. all the time and don't chase big plays. Second and 20. You know your defense is great. You're just trying to get 10 yards. you got a little hook route and an in route behind it, but a, a run through down the middle of the field. You force it into triple yeah. coverage. That should be interception. Yep. Are we chasing a big play? This time we're going to try to fake that little perimeter screen and send a guy down the sideline that they've had some success with this year. Ball should be back shoulder to CD. Another triple coverage throw that should have been intercepted. This offense right now isn't explosive. 
and I get it because Cooper Rush has been the quarterback playing the majority of the time. But if you get into the world, if Dak, where you chase the big play, that's when you force it to think that you have to gain a lead. But but who right now in the NFC is just better other than the Eagles? Right, you, you can't go out west and say Seattle's better. Right, you're not gonna. So maybe, maybe yeah, maybe Minnesota. Maybe Minnesota's a team there. Obviously, the I'll, I'll let, this let, is a championship caliber team. I'll answer in that question NFC? real quick. I'll answer that question because I also think to that defense. If I got tight ends that can go on the field and maul you in the run game, I can calm that defense. So San Francisco. To, to your point, San look, Francisco. We already said RC. Talked about that pass rush. Number one in the league in, in rushing a passer. So you're right. They get ahead. They can, they can finish games. That's championship caliber. What isn't championship caliber is that run defense. 30th in the league in win percentage uh, for uh, stopping a run. So to me, ground and pound this team. I'm sorry. So I trust Minnesota the Minnesota can be, can be uh, uh, physical. The Giants. The Giants can be they physical. They already beat them. I know, but it wasn't like a beatdown. No, we have left out the New York football Giants who play in the best division in the National <laughs> Football League. The Giants rushed it all over the Jaguars yesterday. 23-17 is the final. They wind up having to hold on for dear life at the very end on a play at the one-yard line. But it was Daniel Jones who became the first Giants player ever to throw for 200 yards and rush for 100 yards huh. in the same game. Jones getting it done right. yesterday despite the fact that he's playing without a receiver on his roster whose name anyone has ever heard before because of injuries and other things. So, we had a bit of a debate here earlier this morning. Look, the Giants are 6-1. It's unbelievable. You are what your record says you are. Yes. They're 6-1. The story is incredible. The coach is incredible. The question that came up here, and it turned into a big blow-up and everyone on Twitter and everything else, how good is Daniel Jones capable of being Rex? He could be really good. And he's finally got an NFL coach. Hey, how about that? You mean this guy can ascend the way I thought he could? Mm -hmm. Why can he do it? Because he's got the skill set of an NFL quarterback. And by the way, unusual, uh, the type of speed that this guy has. Like, he can run it. He can. He's sitting in the pocket. Now he's... He's protecting the football better because he's he's learned how to do it. Mm -hmm. This guy's going to get better as the year goes on. Dano, it's going to be scary. He's going to go. He's better. Hey guys, he's better. I just want he's better. He's what? better. I just want y'all to understand. This is the first time Rex has ever lied on this show. No, he's not. No. Because, because if Rex truly believed that, he would have been fighting curse words, right? Like I, when Rex really believes it, I'm almost thinking, oh, he's finna cuss. Right, right there, he was like, really? segment's not over. He was like, <laughs> he was like, he's like, he gonna be really good. Listen, Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones is playing better. And what normally happens is when you set a bar extremely low. You know, like when I first started dating my wife, oh, I didn't no. have a lot oh, of no. money in college. So when I when I got to the league and I took her to Ruth Chris, it was the best thing she'd ever had in her entire With life. The butter on her yeah. stage. Like right now, we Boy, go to Ruth I, Chris. Don't we're like at like 4:30, just during the day in Baton Rouge because right. we're bored. Right. So it's different now, right? So the bar was set so low. Exactly. Now that Daniel Jones isn't really turning the ball over or doing those type of things, Thank we're you. saying that he's playing out of his mind. Brian Dayball has him in a position where he's not making him make decisions that puts his team in peril. He's rolling him outside the pocket. If it's not there, Daniel, run the football. Take the first read. Now, he is making good throws, which we should expect because he was the sixth pick of the draft. Right. But Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones is not out here tossing the football around the yard. He's doing just enough for the team that seems to keep being able to do just enough to win. And down the stretch, you don't want to play this team wide. 
Because the coach is good, they're coach physical in the great. run game, and their defense stops you from making big plays. But this isn't all about Daniel Jones, and this isn't for me to poo-poo on what he's doing. This is like the perfect example of the cliche phrase of quarterbacks get too much blame and too much praise. The, the Giants are 6-1 and one because their run game, they were outrushed last year by over 500 yards. They're outrushing their opponents by over 200 this year. It's their run game that has been great and Saquon's playmaking ability, and then their defense hasn't given up more than like 20 points in like a month or something like that. They're playing such good football. I'm not poo-pooing on Daniel Jones. He has six touchdown passes this year. He threw one pass in the fourth quarter yesterday. One, he's thrown 44 passes in the fourth quarter all year. So everyone that wants to continue to tell me he's got the most fourth quarterback comebacks in the NFL, God bless, guys. He's thrown 44 passes in that situation. <laughs> yeah, but he's winning with his legs. No. And he That's is. real. I'm right. telling you. And, and to right, me, so that's that is what real. I'm, just, I'm just saying. All right. Look, you got to look at the whole picture. Let me ask you this a question. This is not though. just a guy that stands in the pocket that's real. and waits and waits as a he's statue. Made, he's doing a good job. But let me ask a you a question. Job. Do we think he his his Top end ability is Ryan Tannehill. No, I'm no, Tannehill you this. is better. I think it's think? I think it's way higher than you think. And but, I, but I thought it was when he got that drafted. Means that, that Remember, means you I think got he's ripped a, when he got drafted. That means you think he's a top pick. ten player at the position. No, I don't think that. I, you asked me about Ryan Tannehill, <laughs> not, not the not the top ten quarterback in the in the not, league. He's not Kirk Cousins. Oh, well, he's not Kirk Cousins statistically, but he may win in bigger games than Kirk Cousins. He can also do things Kirk Cousins can't do. He's got. He, we are. If we're going to hold him to the standard of having been the sixth pick in the draft for the rest to. of his life, then that obviously is going to be a problem. If you're going to say, can he become a good enough player that you can win with him? I think the yes. answer might be yes. Right. If, if they get him some receivers who can catch next year, the numbers I, might look a little better. I think he's one of those quarterbacks that you can win some games with and you'll win some games in spite of. I uh, do not believe he's a quarterback you win because of. We'll start finding out. I got to go to it. We got much more to do here. We got to get Get back to the legends because Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers have won a whole lot of games for a whole lot of people. Which of these two quarterbacks is in the worst predicament right now? I am predicting right now we will have a disagreement. Plus, let's see how Rex does. Hembo promised me this question was going to be brutal this week. Rex, you faced Brady and Rodgers a combined 17 times in the regular season. Only one coach did that more times. Who would that coach be? That's a brutal question. Next. Why do we even still do this? He's killing him, both. It's getting boring. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. It's time for Ryan Clark to explain his tweet. Get in the gym, bro. Well, I just got buffalo chicken dip. Baker. Baker. Bruh. Lord. Lord. As everyone <laughs>, laughs at the way I read your tweet. <laughs> I can't even do it with a straight face. <laughs> All right, this is the moment I look forward to the most all week long. RC is a tremendous Twitter follow during these games, and now I get to read some of his tweets, and he will explain them from yesterday. Here's the first one. Greg Roman, I know we get on you, but the fake hard count to the fake tight end quarterback sneak to the crack toss to the most athletic running quarterback of all time, fourth down conversion, good. 
just fell in infatuation. RC, explain that to Yeah, because I'm not in love with them because I don't want to make this a long-term thing. I just want to take them on a date and see what we can do a little bit later. This is a great play, right? So he gets up. You get the hard count from Mark Andrews. We've seen this done. Travis Kelsey, all of these different players because you want to take hits. Oh, I got almost lost my voice. You want to take hits off of your quarterback, but he gets there. He pitches the ball to Lamar Jackson, and Lamar Jackson having the ball in his hands in this situation is better than any other Baltimore Raven having the ball in his hands in this situation. In the fourth quarter, they have not been great. Greg Roman hasn't been creative. He finally found a way to get the ball in his quarterback's hand and not have all the pressure on him. I thought this was great. I thought this was a step in the right direction. And it showed the desperation and creativity that we got to make a play in the fourth quarter. I loved it. I'm going to send you my number. I can't take you to Ruth's Chris because I didn't take my wife there on her first date. Ruby Tuesdays, it could be. Okay. We'll see how that relationship develops. <laughs> Tweet number two. Watching Aaron Rodgers play this year is like watching Roy Jones versus Antonio Tarver, too. I just keep hearing, watch the excuse now, Roy. I'm reliving the moment when I walked to the kitchen and turned around to see Roy hanging out the ring. Sad, sad days. Man, bump that popcorn. RC, explain that tweet. I love popcorn. I think popcorn is the most tasty treat that anyone can make in the microwave. So this is my first house, Greeny, and I'm all fired up. We got like a loft. There are stairs. Like, I was like the rich person amongst my friend group, and now I realize I didn't really have that much money because I just finished on practice squad. So what do I do? I bought the fight. Now I'm the guy. You bought the fight. None of us have to chip in. Yes, and I'll buy food. So here I am. It's the second round. I walk to the kitchen. I'm going to get popcorn. And I hear, oh! I turn around. Roy Jones is hanging outside the ring. Now all I can hear is, what's the excuse now, Roy? What's the excuse now? It's one of the most tragic days of my life. Aaron Rodgers is my favorite quarterback. He's my favorite quarterback. I know people think I hate him because he hit me with the But I love Aaron Rodgers. I don't love this Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if it's the haircut. I don't know if it's the fake dashiki, Mr. Strange, Dr. Strange thing he wears after the games. But I don't like it. He's throwing the ball to Dobbs. Dobbs ain't catching it. He's throwing the ball to Amari Rodgers. He ain't catching it. If he's throwing to Aaron Jones, we can't catch it. So now I feel, what's the excuse now, Aaron? I know the excuse. We shouldn't have got rid of Devontae Adams. That's it. And you know what? Get popcorn. But you get popcorn on Aaron Rodgers, they ain't going to score anyway. So it really don't matter. All right. see. feeling it today. All right, I got time for one more. Here we go. Tweet number three. Tom Brady finna be at a wedding every week Every now. week now. He is not about to be eating wheatgrass and avocado gluten-free egg rolls for this. Does, doesn't he have a Patrick Mahomes QB deal TV waiting for him to do TV? Tom better put on a Tom Ford suit and sit down. He's done too much to suffer. Tom Brady does not deserve this. This man for a decade plus has put football first. Yeah. You know what football's doing to him right now? It's Kicking him in the ding-ding. That's what it's doing. Because Tom Brady is going out here. This man's doing everything. He's getting leaner. Tom Brady is more attractive now than he was as chubby. And he was skinny fat. Remember when he started? I do, he was skinny yeah. fat. Yeah. He's just skinny now. Tom has been through all of this stuff. He's drinking avocado tequila. He got egg rolls with just the avocado in it and onions while the other people on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers eat freaking chicken, Rex. You get to eat chicken and steak, and I got to eat air. He's eating air. You know what Eddie Murphy ate? Yeah. Eddie Murphy ate the toys. That's right. They didn't have fancy things right. like food, and neither does Tom Brady. Tom, quit. They ask you, it's okay to quit, Tom. You got stuff going on. You ain't got to play no more.
I'm done. That's a brilliant. RC, go over with here. another tour de force. All right, go oh, ahead. Hey, stay Himbo. close by. RC, stay close by. I want to get back. Rex in here. Our, right. our next, our next Himbo's cheating is Rex Ryan because I, I just you, he needs a little firing up because this question is unfair. Come on, Rex. All right, He's got we, it. We turn our attention to Hembo. He's got it. Here's Rex, the deal. you played Brady and Rogers a combined 17 times in the regular season. Come on, Rex. Who's the only coach to do that more? Come on, Rex. Well, I mean, first off. See, I think Brady does deserve this. You know why? Because he got every single coach fired in my division a million times. Right. So I'm taking out all the coaches in the AFC East. Okay. Sorry. So now I'm going to go to the NFC. What is that now? The North? That's the North. And I'm sitting back there and I'm like, well, Aaron Rodgers. That dude deserves all this, too. Why? Because he got all those dang coaches fired. Okay. So now I'm like, longevity, man. Who's been there the longest? Certainly isn't a lion coach. And guess what? Oh, my goodness. It's Mike Zimmer. Set the hell up. To what? That is right. My my God. Go ahead. Say what it is. Oh, was somebody piping it in my ear? Did somebody pipe it in, in my ear? You might think so, but no. Two hole in I, one. I in one weekend, right? I got a hole in one, and now this. This is floor. Like no, that was a putt. Right. It was right. a putt. It was a putt. That question's too easy. It was a putt. All right. Let me get everyone's attention back, if I can, for just a brief moment so we can actually inject some football conversation. A, uh, that was a miracle. Yes. I cannot believe that just happened. B, oh, my gosh. The question stemmed from these two guys. Right now, who is in the worst predicament? The two legends, the GOAT and the BOAT. Who is in worse shape? Dan. Tom Brady. Yep. Why? The defense is undisciplined. The offensive line is so decimated by their injuries. They look like they don't want to play. It looks like... They're not having fun playing football. Their offensive run game is the worst in the NFL. They live in way too many third and long situations. And the only guy that you really believe that can consistently make a play dropped a touchdown yesterday. Who is in worse shape it's right Tom now? Brady. It's absolutely right. When you look at this team, this team is playing in misery, right? They are for real living in squalor. This is the handmaid's tale in Tampa Bay. When you think about not being able to get stops on defense, not being able to create huge plays offensively, and they can't protect nor run the ball. When you look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, what are they doing well right now? Right. Absolutely nothing. No, it's Aaron Rodgers, all right? And I'm going to tell you why. Aaron Rodgers, why? Because of the, the division. Mm. They still – Aaron Rodgers had no chance. They're behind like crazy. This one right here, Tampa Bay, man, anybody can win that. They're thing. tied so for first they in their division. And here's the other thing, Greeny. Aaron Rodgers doesn't have Mike Evans, and he doesn't have Chris Godwin. Tom Brady does. He got a chance to get better. He got no one to throw to. So, to me, but, Aaron Rodgers is in worse shape. But here's my thing. We've gotten to the point in seven weeks where we're talking about, well, Tampa Bay's division stinks, so they're still in it. Yeah. That, that is not the expectation, guys. The expectation is for them to win the Super Bowl. I right. agree. But if he does no get it figured out. Win. These two teams ain't winning the Super Bowl. You have to get in the playoffs to win the Super right. Bowl. And yeah. he's got a much easier path to the playoffs than Aaron Rodgers does. That, yeah. uh, do, I get it. Neither one of them looks like they're right now a quarterbacking a Super Bowl team. And so this will be a disappointment for both of them regardless. But one of them is playing in a division where three and four is tied for first. 
The other ones in a division where three and four might have him out of it already. Okay, we have much more to do as we continue here in a moment. I still can't believe Rex got that right. And what then we legend. got first take coming up. Brady and the Bucks lost to one of the worst teams in the sport. Is Stephen A. ready to say they're finished? He'll answer that and more. First take follows us on ESPN. <laughs> don't dap him off, Rex. Don't dap him off. You don't deserve it. You don't deserve it. All right, don't forget the weekend finishes up tonight with the Bears in Foxborough to take on the Patriots, who've won their last two. It's 8 Eastern tonight. Peyton and Eli will be on ESPN2. Monday countdown starts your evening at 6 Eastern. The Patriots are an 8.5-point favorite in this game. We asked everybody who the picks are, and we'll put them up on the screen. Everybody, including me, is rolling with the Patriots tonight. Okay, but it would not be a Monday if we did not finish with a Dan joke, All right. I had Mr. Alas. I got triplet 10-year-old boys. They're in fifth grade, so they're starting to learn about history. So um, we're studying ancient civilization last night, me and my son, and we started to learn about this king from thousands of years ago when he was only about 12 inches tall. Mm-hmm. Turned out he was a terrible king. But? He was a perfect ruler. <laughs> 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 I liked it. Yeah. Honestly, I liked yeah. it. It was a slow roller. Yeah. I liked yeah. it. That one was you good. Gotta, that one was good. That one didn't hit you right away. It kind of went trickle, 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 trickle. Well, I like that one. Our first take starts now. <laughs> Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA.